Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, this is Carlton Stone and you're listening to Tobin Tonight. Explain how this band formed in 2015, because you guys all had your own solo careers, supposedly doing very well. Take me through the whole story. Let's go down memory lane. Um, yeah. Well, we were all we had met probably in 2010, 2011, just as co-writers and musicians in the you know Nova Scotia music scene kind of thing and then we started co-writing together and just kind of writing songs and then that kind of led to then I was hiring Dylan to play in my band and started hire Bria to play in my band and then Bria was hiring Dylan to play in her band you know we all just started kind of like (laughs) having these different like live connections even though we were all still performing under our own names then, yeah, we did that for probably like four years until, you know, there's been kind of hints along the way of like, should we just start a band that's like all new music and the three of us? And yeah, eventually that just happened. So it was kind of, it says we like formed in like 2015 and we kind of came out of the gate, but we'd actually been playing music together like for five years, like in a real serious way before that. So definitely was like a good little, uh, kind of trick up our sleeve, you know, as a new band. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's kind of like the aspect I find when you're creating a band, like if you're a solo artist, sometimes it's like the other way around where solo acts form because the band formed first and then solo acts second. But I like that concept where, you know, you're testing each other out. You're just trying to be friends. You you get a a place in the music business per se as, well, you know, she does really well with this. He's really good at this. Let's just test them out. Like we we're not really committed yet to a band, but then when the band formed, I I just like how it's almost like putting an ego aside in a sense. Cause it's like, well, you guys like, um, we all did well, very well individually. So how are we going to do this as a team? Yeah. And I feel like in a, in a global way, there's a lot of opportunities for all musicians to be successful. You know, if you know the chips fall their way and they work really hard and blah, 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 blah. But when you're in a small part of the world and you're three kind of solo singer songwriters, even though you're all slightly different, you're all competing for a lot of the same gigs. So that was just part of it. It's like, oh, we could kind of join forces and do something that none of us could do on our own. And then we're not competing with each other and we're standing out from everyone else because, you know, there's a lot of lot of singer songwriters around Nova Scotia and stuff too. So yeah, that was just kind of the idea and you know, that was whatever five years ago and 
<laughs> here we are in a global pandemic. <laughs> so the first thing that comes to mind, and I, I'm not very, let's put it this way, I'm not very geeky, but when you mentioned about like, yeah. you know, we're all competing against each other and then we're just going to form a big super like team. I was like, that's like Batman, Superman, and <laughs> Spider-Man just coming together or like super, whatever, it's like Wonder Woman and be like, you know what? I'm kind of tired of fighting crime on my own. Do you guys just want to <laughs> form together and fight crime together? And it's like, yeah, we're like the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. You know, <laughs> Bretton song, yeah. right? Yeah. Why, why didn't you just name it that? You should, instead of saying it Port Cities, you should have been like the Avengers of Nova Scotia. People like, I'm, are they a punk rock band? What's going on here? I'm a little bit scared. <laughs> I might have to change the bio as soon as we get off the phone. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, I want, I want some credit. Just be like, just be like yeah, some, yeah, some yeah. Newfoundlander just told me to call us the Avengers of Halifax. And <laughs> some kids will start looking up the band and be like, I liked it better when they were Port Cities, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll call you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. Thanks. Yeah. It's like, yeah. The, just get the TMZ of Halifax. Like, local Newfoundlander calls Port Cities the Avengers. And then, uh, then you just see me and you on like an audio FaceTime or something. And they're like, so tell me how this happened. I'd be like, I don't know, man. I was just tossing out ideas to him and this happened. So, yeah, I, I'm glad you kind of explained that a little bit further because in the Spark Notes, as I'll call it, um, it says that you guys met in 2011 at this uh, Gordy Sampson song camp in Cape Breton, yeah. annual thing. Uh, and then the band arose from there. So it, it almost sounds like when you read the notes, it's like, hey, guys, let's form a band. But you're more or less saying that, no, it happened gradually, which is a way better story. Yeah, it, it definitely just kind of made sense at a certain point you know and what's so funny and i told this story maybe once or twice before but like i remember whatever maybe 2014 i was playing at cmw in toronto and um whatever it was the nova scotia stage and, and i'm playing and i had hired dylan and bria to be in my band so it was kind of like me me in the middle and the two of them on either side and played our songs but at this point i'd been around like a few years i'm not really like the the coolest guy on the block anymore or something right so it's fine whatever i played that festival every year then the next year we go back as port cities play the exact same stage at the exact same time with the like the exact same configuration on stage and the whole industry, you know, it's like the national music industry are all like, wow, who's this hot new band, Port Cities? Like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, haha. It was just like, we just changed the name, but we were the exact same as last year, pretty much, you know? It's like, kind of showed how important perception and, and newness is in this business, you know? Well, that, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I we're going to get into it a little bit further, but um, I know Bree kind of left, and you guys, you and Dylan have said that we're going to continue with Port Cities, but man, this is the perfect time to bring in that the Avengers of Halifax. Yeah. <laughs> no, they'll, they'll just be on stage and be like, man, this band is so cool, but why does this sound Montreal sounds like so familiar? They do it better than Port Cities. It's like, no. No, they are the same. <laughs> They're the same. <laughs> now, uh, you said that you've, you know, done solo acts before, before you joined Port Cities, which is awesome because you've got credit for that as well. Like you've had an ECMA uh, solo record of the year, Music Nova Scotia award winner for, I think it was record of the year and pop record. This was in like 2014 and 15, I believe. Yes. 
So like you were doing quite well on your own. So was it just an idea that you wanted to for, like bring these people in to form this band? Or again, was it a little bit of a concept of why compete when we can do something like great together? Yeah, I think kind of just going back to what you said earlier about like the gradual thing where it was never, you know, maybe five years into this really kind of intimate musical relationship that we all kind of have together. It, it just started to seem to make sense of like the way our voices went together always made people react and kind of just the feedback we were getting from the audience. Sometimes it was like, Oh, should we be taking this a little more serious and, and maybe put our solo things to the side and just make a record and see what happens for a second, you know? So yeah, that's what we, what we did. <laughs> I like how it kind of ties in back to like the whole Gordy Sampson like kind of song camp because I believe he helped produce your first album. He did, yes. Yeah, so I, I'm just wondering how this conversation went down. Was it more or less like you saying to him, listen, we're about to become like a pretty big deal here. Do you want to jump aboard? Or was he more or less like, <laughs> I'll help you guys out. Like, I'm here to help. It was more like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely like that. Whenever we were all talking over this, I can't remember, but Dylan at the time, Dylan and Gordy had the same manager who we worked with very closely for five years leading up to that through the song camp, Sherry Jones. And she's been Gordy's manager for 20 years plus. So yeah, when we were, we were figuring out, she basically offered to manage the band because she was already managing Dylan. I was managed by another company at the time. And Bria didn't have management yet. So we were kind of deciding to go, okay, we're going to sign this management deal and make a record or whatever. So then when she was talking to Gordy about that, he was like, Hey, I think I'd like to be a part of this, you know? And he had known us all for so long, kind of developed us all as songwriters for like, you know, five or six years kind of up until there. So he, he knew the three of our personalities really well and how that could potentially kind of blend. It took us like a year and a half to make the record, kind of working on it and fits and starts kind of thing. We took a few, you know, cracks at it, and it didn't quite go the way we wanted it to, you know what I mean? And all of us, like, the three of us and Gordy were like, oh, this isn't quite coming together yet, you know? Um, but then maybe like the third or fourth song we tried to do, it really worked. And then we kind of just chased that song and, and that sound for the rest of the record kind of thing. So, okay. And if you don't mind me asking, what was that song that was like the breakthrough there? I think it was the sound of your voice. Okay. It was kind of just where we started to feel like, oh, this is what this band could sound like total you know? death metal total death metal no no <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but we had tried stuff made like a little more kind of bedroom pop with like smaller kind of david gray style beats i don't know if that dates me as my reference but like i mean we kind of did a few songs like oh, this isn't really working so then just kind of you know changed and evolved as we were doing it and luckily we were with gordy and he cared for us all enough and we weren't just like a paycheck to him that he kind of went down the rabbit hole with us until we were all just super happy with the results so so yeah so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna totally cut that answer out and just basically say that gordy came to you and he, he, he was like please please let me manage you um no yeah. no <laughs> that's 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 how you get on your tmz yeah there you go i believe in like season two we had alan doyle on and he kind of mentioned about how just a grade nine or grade 10 teacher gave him money to go buy his uncle's electric guitar. And now look where he's to, but like, 
it's it seems like such an east coast thing that if you mention that to someone and I'm, I'm not you know making a reference or saying things out west or in the mainland are not the same it's just like if you said that just off the cuff of yeah man like my teacher gave me like six grand to go buy a guitar for what like are, like what are they what are they doing and it's like oh they they totally believe in me and they're like teachers yeah who believes in you <laughs> yeah what are they um, that's like the kind of response you get yeah. but I, I just think it's funny like if you say it in the east coast like yeah of course he did like of course yeah. he did that for you it's like really okay well, uh, just one thing to chime in on that because i think that's a very good point where it's like not only did we kind of develop our songwriting craft by looking up to Gordy, the way, like how giving he is with his own creativity and opportunities and helping out the next generation really inspired us too. You know what I mean? So we've, he's kind of built this little culture of, you know, you're not competing with everyone else. We should all be like helping each other and we can all rise together kind of thing, you know? We really took that to heart. Even now where we're working with like younger artists and producing stuff for people where, you know, we're not getting paid or, you know, we're just like doing the same thing that he did for us like five years ago. You know, it's like, that's, we're all in the music business. It's all like, it's hard enough to make it anyway, you know? So we're all kind of like, true, true, whatever. Right. And, and I like how you brought that in because I don't know if you know this, but I'm a master of puns. And when you said rise again, the very first thing I know, that comes to I, mind as soon is, as I said rise it, rise again <laughs> in the voices of our children. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't help it. It was just, it was there. So I had to it take was it there. Yeah. What's the experience like going overseas and how did you get perceived? Like, how did they, I guess, take the music? I'm hoping no one was like, this is crap. Get off stage. (laughs) No, um, Germany is Germany, especially, which we had all been going to for like five years. We were in this like writing camp with these German writers that would fly us over every year. And anyways, we had just done that. So we pretty connected there and, had played shows there as solo artists and stuff. And the audiences in Germany are just so, so respectful of the arts. It almost is a, can be a little awkward where like, say, especially when you're like a guy like me coming from Cape Breton who cut his teeth and like bars of a hundred people screaming and yelling at each other. And you're trying to make them pay attention to you and, if you do something good, they might pay attention, but you're kind of fighting that all the time, yeah, right? Yeah. Where there, you play a song, it's like everyone just collapse cops, and then it's like silent. And you're like, oh, wow, they really are listening. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> so they're just so appreciative, but it, what an amazing audience to play for. You know, you go to a place like that, and you see like the arts kind of being revered in a way that, you know, we, we have a lot of amazing things here and great infrastructure and support, ECMAs, Music Nova Scotia, all that stuff. But to see, like, how seriously the audience takes it in places in Europe, it was, like, kind of opened your mind, you know? I, I think that's a really good answer because in my mind, it's just picturing just being, like, a little bit of a comic sense. is like, you know, you 
fighting for attention at Nova Scotia like pub and then in Germany when they're starting to clap you're like why are you respecting yeah, me yeah exactly <laughs> it's really like that at the beginning you're like you know yeah. you have to fight yeah, like, so like, hard yeah. yeah you just like can somebody please boo me so I feel at yeah. home and then someone's <laughs> just like okay they're like confused uh, you you're not that great yeah. and you're just like thank you thank you <laughs> but yeah even guys like you know Alan Doyle it's like you watch him command a room now as an entertainer and it's like you only learn how to do that from fighting every night you know in pubs and stuff that's where you hone that craft of like making people pay attention even though it might have sucked at the time when i was 20 years old and you know i'm actually kind of glad it happened to me now because i just understand that relationship a lot better when you're saying about you know fighting and then like how much it's uh it means to you now like to own a room like i mean just coming into this podcast man i had to fight people to get into this room and this is my own room no like, <laughs> it's my own house it's my own house like there's people outside the door like you can't get in your own room like i will get there i am getting through this door god damn it <laughs> just throw just like i don't know if you're wrestling fan but you just hear like an austin 316 using the background throwing stunners doing rock bottoms <laughs> the the song montreal when i first heard that i will be honest i'm a very honest person i was just like <clears throat> not into it just don't like it and then like years later it took you going through experiences of either just being dumped or being a little bit more self-involved a little bit more appreciation for different kinds of music that I, I actually downloaded it and now has that my ringtone as a wake-up alarm. I don't know if that's sad or I don't know if that's just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just really loved it after a while. I, I, like, it's one of those songs that, and I'll put you in the same category here, and you might find it flattering. You might go, what the hell? Third Eye Blind, semi-charmed uh, kind of life. When I grew up... That's like one of my yeah. favorite songs of all yeah. time. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. When I grew up, wouldn't see that much music, and was like, don't get it. Just don't get it. Don't like it. And then now, it's. Yeah. I think on my uh, Instagram stories, it's like one of those songs that I know it's like related to drugs, but I was like, so what? I still like it. It's a song that I drive to. Yeah, the song's amazing. Still holds up. Yeah, so, and there you go. And now I'm saying that the Montreal song is one of those that, in my mind, will uh, hold up just as good as that one. Oh, thanks, man. No, I, I do. I, I thought it was really cool. And I like how everyone kind of harmonizes. You both have... Yeah. You, you find ways to harmonize with each other. And that's why I'm a little bit upset that Brie has left. But not, not in the sense of, I'm not supporting this band anymore. It's just that she does fit in well with you guys. Oh, for sure. And I think, like, I don't want to put words in Bria's mouth or whatever, but kind of the flip side of everything you talked about, too, where you're like, okay, you're touring Germany, the UK, all of Canada, all that. In 2017, we were away from home for, like, 180 days or something, you know, and we played 115 shows, you know. So all that stuff's awesome. Everything's going great with the band. We're all getting along. All that stuff's good. The shows are getting better, but... Meanwhile, at all your your partner at home and all your friends and your family and stuff like all those relationships are kind of being neglected. It definitely comes a point once you're, you know, Bria was five years into the band or almost five years or whatever, where it's like, OK, maybe I don't want to be on the road even 100 days a year. You kind of got to, you know, she made that decision based on like her own her, her own best interests and like. I support, you know, I support that. And she was awesome about it. We're, 
we're still writing songs and we're still talking and we're, you know, it's just more. And what's so funny now is no one's touring. Like who knows if anyone's going to go to a concert again, you know, like we could have just like waited and quietly slid into the pandemic here, you know, Brie could have just waited for a while and then was like, you know what? I'm okay now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe, that, maybe she's going to be so ready to like get out of the house and be like, let's go play some shows guys. You know, I, I kind of want to put it all in perspective here of, you know, when I was growing up, the bands that were kind of coming out of, I guess, Newfoundland, Halifax, even just the East coast, it wasn't a lot. Like you'd have to be very, I guess, niche in terms of you had to either grow up here and, get used to those bands like the Celtic Connection, like Great Big C, until they actually kind of became a little bit more famous. But now it's almost like when you hear a band like, you know, Classified, Neon Dreams, Port Cities, like, you know, Heather Rankin, Jimmy Rankin, like I know they've been around for a while as well, but you start to see this vibe of, oh, okay, so we do actually have like popular music coming out of these little like small avenues that probably the rest of the world at one point wouldn't even think about. Yeah. And it's so crazy. I look back and it's funny you mentioned the Rankins. We've been on like a big Rankins kick here in like the last few weeks. And uh, the album, I think it was North Country, like whatever. When I was just like looking up, I was looking up something about the album, like who produced it or whatever. And it won the Juno for album of the year, the year it came out. And I'm just like, when you think about the stuff that is Drake or The Weeknd or Justin Bieber or, you know, Alicia Cara or, you know, any of those top Canadians now who are some of the biggest artists in the world, it seems so funny to me that like the Rankin family won the Juno for album of the year. That just like kind of blows my mind a bit now, you know, with our current musical climate, right? Oh, yeah. It's like I remember growing up and watching like CMT and um, watching the countdown and you'd see like your Tim McGraw's, your Faith Hills, and you get like somewhat excited to see like a Shania Twain because you're like, this is Canadian. Yeah. Like this is the closest that we're going to get is like this is our Canadian in the countdown. And then when um, the Anna sisters came on or like you'd see a ranking video in the actual countdown, you're like, whoa, wait, wait, you've expanded? Uh, yeah. Like you actually know that we're here? <laughs> That will be all for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Carlton Stone for coming on the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com. Find us on Spotify, YouTube, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. But no more than two, because now you're just being needy and greedy. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying, Girl Meets World deserves a better fate. I mean, three seasons? Should have at least been five or six at least. Never gave the show much of a chance, did we, Disney? Ah, well. Thanks for listening and good night. You looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the Natural Man Podcast. Join me, host Mike C, as we explore all areas of human wellness physical, mental, and emotional. Learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. 
I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.